Hello, Fins Nation. Welcome back to another episode of the Fins with Frisch podcast. In an ideal world, we'd all be able to sit there and do nothing and have good things happen to us. Like everyone would love to have a six-pack without doing any sit-ups. No passive income. Everyone loves passive income. So with all that being said, that sums up what was the perfect bye week for the Miami Dolphins. The Baltimore Ravens lost. The Jacksonville Jaguars lost. The New York Jets lost. And the most important loss that we are all so excited about was the Buffalo Bills absolutely melting down against the Denver Broncos. And the Cincinnati Bengals also lost. And we'll get into why that's significant. Uh, right now they're out of the playoff picture. Um, the team that wins the North, I expect it to be the Bengals, is going to have likely you know more than four losses, which is obviously good for the Dolphins. But uh, I want to talk about the Bills because it's significant. They're you know they're the team that's won the AFC East the last three years, and we're going to be competing with them for years to come. And I really think they've peaked. And you know Jeremy Hawk is going to join us in a bit to discuss the future of the season um, and you know where the Dolphins stand going to the second half. Um, but, but yeah, I, I want to start with the Bills because, you know, the Bills were the last team to play a football game and played one of the most embarrassing games you'll see from any team that isn't competing for Caleb Williams this season. Um, and I, a lot of people see me as a Bills hater and I hate the Bills, but I don't think I'm a hater. Um, I'm very happy that they're terrible this year. And I said going to the year that they would be terrible, but I think I've actually been very objective about the Bills. And I want to go back to, you know, 2020, 2021, when they started to get really rolling as a franchise, which has now come to a stop, um, seemingly. And, you know, at the time, I never really had an issue with Bills fans. I actually don't know any Bills fans personally. And I just thought of them, like, first of all, the Bills were never really a threat to the Dolphins. And I always thought of them as, look, they have really pa- passionate fans. They're a small market team. I think it's great for the league. You know, Packers fans, Bills fans, fans in those small markets, I think, are, are really great for football. It's what makes football and the NFL unique. You don't get that in other sports. Buffalo is a super hard place to play. And that's, you know, so I always had a lot of respect for their fan base. And, you know, I always kind of felt a little bad. It's like, you know, they've never won a Super Bowl. You know, obviously, we've never won a playoff game in, in my lifetime, but I'm 23. There's 60-year-old Bills fans who are diehard fans that go to the game every Sunday in negative 800-degree weather and have never seen their team win a Super Bowl. And they lost four in a row. Uh, so in 2020, after you know Josh Allen really broke out, I thought Josh Allen was great. And there's a tweet on my Twitter, and this is going to prove I'm not a hater. At some point before the 2021 season was after they drafted Greg Rousseau, and I wanted the Dolphins to draft Greg Rousseau, I tweeted, the Bills are scary good. Like I'm genuinely scared that the Dolphins have to compete with them for years to come. And, and at the time, the Bills were very, they were very good offensively, where Diggs was a stud, Josh Allen was a stud. Um, and Spencer Brown, you know, they, they had a solid O-line, and, and they had a lot of young developing players on the defense and the offense. Like, Spencer Brown was supposed to become a really good right tackle for them, uh, and they had a lot of guys on defense so like that, that were supposed to become really good. And they had Tredavious White, who was one of the best cornerbacks in the league at the time, and Mika Hyde and Poyer were there. And then 2020, 2021 happens, and, you know, they lose in Kansas City, with thir- and, you know, we know what happened with 13 seconds. And Gabe Davis looks like he's going to become a stud. And they go out and they sign Von Miller. So I think before the 2022 season, people are like, all right, Josh Allen's right there with Mahomes. And they still have all this young talent that's going to develop. Like, And then you, you bring in Gabe Davis. He, he's another young talent because I, I think 2021 was his rookie year. Uh, and now 
going to this year, the reason I didn't think the Bills were that good, it's we're, we're in a time where all the young talent that was supposed to become great for them really didn't pan out. So, like, A.J. Epinesa, for example, is a first-round pick. Ed Oliver was a first-round pick. They're fine. They're not studs. Greg Rousseau is pretty good, but he's not a stud, right? Um, obviously, you know, Steve Milano's out for the year, that, you know, linebacker that I refuse to call by the first name. Jordan Poyer and Mika Hyde both got two years older. Von Miller tore his Achilles. Tredavious White isn't what he once was. I don't even, yeah, he's terrible now. Like, so it's like, I was looking at this team and I was like, and Gabe Davis obviously didn't pan out. Uh, Dawson Knox, like everyone loved him. He scored a lot of touchdowns. If you had him on your fantasy team, I did. You thought Dawson, Dawson Knox was going to be a really good player. Dawson Knox is like, fine. It's like, you really looked at the roster and they're like, okay, there's really only two studs on this football team. It's Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. So I thought before Josh Allen even regressed, Spencer Brown didn't really pan out as much as they would have hoped. I thought before that Josh Allen even regressed. And it's easy to go look at Josh Allen and be like, he's the reason they're terrible because he hasn't played as well. I was like, they have two good football players on this whole team. And you, like, obviously going into the season, it's like, okay, well, those two guys are the best. You know, not the best, but, like, Diggs is, I think he's five, you know, wide receiver five. And Josh Allen, I I would have put it number two before the season. And it's like, that can get you far, but I was like, they really, really lack talent, and no one's talking about it. And then, you know, I think that's continued into this year. And then I think Josh Allen has regressed to a point where, look, he's not a bad quarterback, but I think it's easy. Like, I, you know, we, we have a friend in our group chat. His name starts with a J. Uh, it's not Jeremy. The kid, and the kid's an absolute idiot, though, um, the friend in our group chat. And he goes, well, Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league Well, he doesn't when he doesn't turn the football over. And I'm, I'm like, that's fantastic. The only problem with that is that he's led the league in turnovers since 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, and the beginning of this year. Oh, and another thing I didn't mention, they lost Tremaine Edmonds, which I think was a big loss for them. Um, and, you know, going to this Josh Allen point, Josh Allen turns the ball over a lot. And what makes Josh Allen great is he does things that not a lot of th- guys can do. Like, he does things that Tua Tungavailoa can't do, right? He goes out and... You know, on Monday night, he, like, attempted a pass that was, he had a receiver, was third third down and long, he was under pressure, and there was a receiver, um, you know, bracketed, there was a, you know, there was a guy over the top, and there was a guy between Josh Allen and the receiver, and he tried, like, squeezing a throw in there off his back foot, and the announcer was like, most guys wouldn't even attempt this, and that's true, he's like, there's a lot of danger there, and I, and I think with Josh Allen, the thing is, if you put together a highlight tape of Josh Allen and a highlight tape of Tua, right? Josh Allen's going to look way better than Tua. But Josh Allen also turns the football over a lot. And the reason is, like, that throw, Josh Allen makes throws that Tua can't make that really not a lot of guys that can make. It's guys like Mahomes and Rodgers both make them. And then it's like, you know, guys that can make them, you know, that are in the league right now, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. That's probably it. Those are probably some of the guys, the only guys that make some of the throws that Josh Allen can make. But with that being said, for him to make those great throws and do the things that make him great, he has to take a lot of risk. And him taking the risk is what makes him great, but it doesn't always work. And, you know, people that listen to this know I'm always going to take a dig at the Giants when I can. It's like, if you want to limit Josh Allen's turnovers, you have to get him to stop doing what makes him a great quarterback, and that's playing hero ball. He's great because he can do that, and a lot of the time it works. But then a lot of the time, it doesn't work. And that's never going to go away. It's like, you know, he makes a risky throw, 
and it's not gonna 100% of the time it's not gonna hit and I and I think people get lost in you know we live in the social media era where people love um, you know big time throws and I always say being a consistent pocket passer is the most important and the reason I say that is like if Josh Allen makes a crazy throw on third and 20 off his back foot and 60 yards and drops it in Gabe Davis's chest to get his team inside the red zone that's awesome it'll be on every highlight reel ever but then if he throws a red zone interception the next play it doesn't matter. He scored zero points. So I think this team's really untalented. And where I was going with the Giants, I got a little sidetracked, is... Oh, no, I said, yeah, if you want to limit the turnovers that Josh Allen makes, you have to get him to stop doing what he's great at. And that was like Daniel Jones, where people are like, oh, he only had five interceptions. It's, yeah, because he's not allowed to throw the football, which is right, because he sucks. Um, so I think the Bills have a lot of issues, and obviously that bodes very well for the Dolphins. And uh, with that being said... Uh, we're going to discuss the rest of the Miami Dolphins season. We're going to discuss what some of these bye week results meant um, and and the outlook. So we're going to bring in Jeremy Hawk. Jeremy, it's great to have you back on. Thanks for having me again, Jack. I know it's been a couple weeks, but fired up to be back talking to you post bye week today and talk some implications about the rest of the season. Excited, man. Yeah, no, it's great. And it's funny. So if I look at... Every Sunday for the last 10 weeks, we you know, we just finished week 10. I would argue that this Sunday actually helped the Dolphins the most in terms of... So th- th- this Sunday was the closest step they've taken towards winning the division yeah. this entire season without even playing a football game. Uh-huh. Most perfect bye week of all time. Everything you could have ever signed up for was great. I won all three of my fantasy football leagues. The Bengals lost, the Ravens lost, the Bills lost, and the Jaguars lost. So, like... A week off from the Dolphins and every team takes a step back while you're resting, that's beautiful. Unfortunately, the Chiefs had their bye week also, yeah. but we had our opportunity against them. It is what it is now, but um, as perfect as a week as you, as you could have asked for, like you said. And I know the, like the Bills and Bengals, you said the Bengals are out of contention, right? They're like out of the picture they're, right they're now. They're the eighth seed right now, I think. Yeah, that's, but they're out of the playoffs. That's right. right. I mean, they're, they're making the playoffs, but who knows? It's just like a lot of, a lot of good stuff, a lot of vulnerability this weekend, which was nice. Well, the, so the Bengals, look, uh, the Bengals are going to be in the playoffs. I think they're going to win the division. It's not even like a yeah. – I, I think they're going to win on Thursday night in, in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I think Baltimore's way overrated. But the point is, if Cincinnati's going to win the division, they now have four losses. So it's like the division winner of the North – like, if it's going to be Cincy, he's going to have at least four losses. Mm. Right now we have three. Maybe we went out. I don't know. We'll see. We've got three tough games uh, at the end of the season. But, um, yeah, you know, it's good. The Jaguars lost, too. And, again, the, like, I, I didn't expect the Jaguars um, or the Ravens to finish the season with two losses. So I wasn't super worried. But, you know, you take what you could get. Well, of course, man. You definitely take what you could get. And, and yeah, I mean, a lot, lots of good things happened. And like what you said, we only got too repetitive on it. But it was definitely a good week for, to be on by. Yeah, so how does this sound? So the Miami Dolphins have three losses this season. The Bills have five. And the Buffalo Bills, next two games after this week, so they play the Jets on the other bye, in Philadelphia, in Kansas City. I may have gotten that order wrong. If they lose those two games or any combination of two games for the rest of the year, the Dolphins would win the AFC East for the first time since 2008 with five wins. Our next five games, not even the last three, are home against the Las Vegas Raiders, in New York against the Jets, in Washington against the Commanders. I might, I might have gotten that wrong. I might be yeah, reversed. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh okay. Um, then home against the Tennessee Titans and home against the New York Jets. I expect to be 
touchdown favorites in all five of those mm-hmm. games. If the Dolphins win all five of those games, they are going to be the AFC champions for the first time since AFC East champions for the first time since 08. Yeah, the craziest thing ever. I saw that stat today. Just like playing in perspective, it was pretty cool seeing the Dolphins. They win five, or the Bills lose two. Like. Knock on wood, but like that's probably gonna happen. Say the Dolphins right now are probably going to AFCs at mid seasons. Insane, but I don't want that'll be the worst jinx ever because we know <laughs> what this team's capable of. But um goes back to our appreciation again. It's not perfect this season. I give us a B plus up until this point probably. Um but there's definitely a lot of fun and good things that we saw. And like we always said this entire time, Jack. We wanted to look good the past couple months, we wanted to win football games, we wanted to win big football games, what's most important that we start winning games post by a week and going into December, which is right at that point of the season right now. This team is a little restart. I thought it was a perfect, perfect time for the bye week. Like, it, I don't know. I think it's all good things. It's not all good things right now, but I, I have a lot of optimism. It was good having the bye week after the Chiefs week because we went right into another game. We probably would have been yeah. a little fired up. But it was good to take a step back. Like, look on DraftKings today. The Dolphins are minus 500 to win AFC East. I'm like, what the hell is this? I know this is never <laughs> possible, but... um. It, it, it's it's good stuff, man. Just gotta keep taking care of business, business, and like, let's see what we got, and let's we gotta be playing good football at the right time coming December, January, right now. No, yeah, that's all it's about. It's like all you have to do is take care of business. Starting the Sunday with the Raiders, um, you know, and and if you take care of business the next five games, I'm so not where like I think the Bills are gonna. I think the Bills are gonna win seven or eight games this yeah, year. I, I, I thought they were gonna go nine and eight before the season. I I don't even think they're gonna get to nine wins. Mm-hmm. They were like like the Broncos at home. I looked at it. I'm like, okay, that's a win. I thought they were gonna win Week One against the Jets initially. As it got close to the season, I was like, maybe the Jets win. Um, but yeah, no, we're in a great spot. I haven't lost sight of the fact that we can't perform in big games, and I don't think we can win an Arrowhead, but. I think it's about, you know, you just need to be in the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you get in the playoffs, if we get we get the two seed, maybe we get the one. People are, like, back talking about maybe we get the one seed. And say we get the two seed, you know, take care, take care of business at home, which is easier said than done if, you know, you're playing Cincinnati at home in the playoffs. But we're undefeated at home. Take care of business from home at home. Even if I don't believe it, if Jack Frischman in New York doesn't believe it, all the Dolphins have to do is win one game in Kansas City. And so is. That's the beauty of the NFL playoffs. It's one game, you move on. So we don't think we could beat the Chiefs. It's really it's looking really far ahead, saying we're going to play the Chiefs in Arrowhead and the AFC Championship. But like playoffs, like you said, you just need to get in the dance. And it's week, it's a week-by-week week league regardless. But anything, we've seen so much stuff happen in the NFL playoffs in the past. You just got to piece together three good games during the Super Bowl. I mean, I wish it was two good games, but... We have to play three really good football games against three good teams. It's not the most impossible thing ever. So you just gotta go into that, get showing yourself in these next and the second half of the season. Like we've been saying just like proving to yourself that you're capable of performing come December, January, and we'll see what we got, man. I'm excited. Right? Yeah. You know, and a big thing on the and one thing I don't want to do is like you know people are talking about how the Bills can't beat bad teams. It's like again we've talked about our standards, right? Like. I don't think the Bills are good, so I'm not going to say we should have the same standards as the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills. It's like, you know, we can make fun of Bills fans because their team lost to the Broncos and we scored 70, but, I mean, maybe the Broncos make the playoffs now the way they're playing, but in all seriousness, we're not any. We're not playing the Broncos or the Panthers or the Giants or the Patriots in the playoffs, so, you know, this team does have to figure out how to beat good teams. So what are some things that you want to see? You know, over the next five weeks, I don't know how much confidence you can get in your ability to win in, in a big moment. But what are you? What are some things that you want to see from 
the Dolphins, you know, over the next five games, you know, and then, you know, later in the season to show you that they can beat good teams. Yeah, most obvious thing I think we've all been seeing as a fan base, I feel like the defense has just gotten better throughout the year. Like, they've been growing. So I'm really curious to see, like, coming off that bye week, having two weeks off, like, to see the adjustments they make, their personnel, their scheme, and really taking a look at the first half of the season, what went well and what went wrong. I really just want to see them keep growing. The defense doesn't have to be insane. I'm not expecting it to be insane, but I want this defense to show they're, they're competent in winning a big football game and stepping up on their offense isn't performing the way it should be. So I'm optimistic about that. I think they are going to figure it out. We saw a lot of good things the past couple weeks, especially with our guys coming back and a little bit healthier. I think it's all good. It's going to keep going up. So that's the first thing I'm looking for. Number two, which we're all probably, again, thinking of, is like I really want to get back. I feel like the first four weeks, I like that was our football. That was Dolphins football. I feel like we kind of veered away from that as the season went on. Just like doing what we do best, like pushing the ball downfield, playing fast, getting the ball to our playmakers. Yeah, with some of those games since week four, like we played, we're playing from behind and we have to play with like a little bit different of a script, a little bit different of a momentum, a little bit different of a tempo. But um, they, just, I, they just really have to stick with what they're good at, like we've said so many times, because when they play their style and play how they want to play, like they're one of the most prolific offenses I've seen in my lifetime. And I haven't seen that the past four weeks but what, what this team's playing and doing their what they're capable of and playing their way playing their fun loose way that that they've shown that people fell in love with that this seems could really be something special and when, if those two things come together both ends these guys finally just like want to win with each other step up in big games stop doing this all this stupid crap like this team's got a lot of potential man i'm so excited yeah um yeah, no, I think those are great things. You know, things we definitely want to see is them getting back to how they were playing football. Like you said, like being loose. Like in those in those big games, they get so nervous. It seems like yeah. even Tyreek was. You know, and I was saying this last week. It's like all these all these guys were you have know, been all pro. Tense. Yeah, yeah, it's it's and you know it doesn't work because what makes them great is them playing loose. It's exactly. you know, even going back to last year, week one, where we had that fourth and seven. Um, and McDaniel went for it like right before halftime against New England in week right. one, and you know two threw a fifty yard touchdown to Waddle. It's like, you know, stuff like that. They, you know, they have to stay loose. But you know what I'm going to say is the most important thing, discipline. How'd the Bills lose on Monday night? How the 12 man on the field on a freaking field goal. Exactly. With all the bad stuff that went on that whole game for them, with the, whatever it was, four turnovers. I think it was four and then a turnover on downs. And, all, yeah. and, you know, with all the stuff that went on, the late pass interference, they would have won the game if they could have just gotten 11 people on the field for the field goal block yeah, on the last ridiculous. play of the game. That stuff, the same thing last year. You know, the delay of game put us in from fourth and inches to fourth and five. And Skylar Thompson, the worst quarterback I've ever seen, put on a Dolphins uniform. Maybe not, actually. I mean, there have been some bad ones, yeah. but uh, he couldn't complete the pass. That stuff will derail your season. That's not like, a, oh, it's going to turn a first and 10 into a first and 15. Like, those issues, like, and going back to last year, it's like, we were looking at that all season, right? And, and me and you would joke, it's like, a first and 20 used to end our drive, now we just convert the first down anyway. But it's like, we had the delay game to end our season, but that stuff started, that stuff was going on all year. And when that goes on, that will end your season. Mm-hmm. And that ended our season. And, you know, that that could have likely ended the Bills. like... It's not just that they lost the game. Think about the stakes of that game. They're, like I said, two games out, and now if you lose, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't win a road game uh, against the two teams that played in the Super Bowl last year, then your division rivals just need to win five games where they're going to be touchdown favorites. All because you could, and then you know you don't win the division. All because you couldn't get on the field, 
you, you couldn't line up correctly on a field goal block. Mm-hmm. So this is, se- this is season-ending stuff, season-changing and changing for the worse, not the better stuff. And, and that's what's most important to me is can we be disciplined? Can Tyreek Hill catch the football? I know he can do it against bad teams. Can he catch it against good teams? Can we line up? Can we play mistake-free football? And, you know, to the good teams, like, that's, like, that's second nature to them. Like, and, and it does concern me a little bit that we're talking about this and going into Week 11 is playing mistake-free football. It is, and we have all these big guys, like, who are stars, per se, but, like, I, I want to keep talking, like, this tenseness stuff. Like, the disciplines, obviously, that we've been talking about that for weeks. Like, to see if it's all about attention to detail. It's, like, teams prove every week that if you're not that's paying attention, you're not focused, you're not ready to go, you're going to make mistakes and lose yourself a game, but, like... That's obvious. That's how you're going to win these playoff games. But like, this team, like, I'm telling you, if, if they're playing loose, like, they're just playing their way, they're having fun, like, you could, that's going to help them be more disciplined, in my opinion. They're overthinking things almost. Like, you know, I'm a big basketball guy. Like, it translates to all sports, but I like making the basketball analogy. Like, you look at, like, Steph Curry and Nicole Jokic, who have been, like, the two best players in the league. Like, Yoke, those guys play so carefree, but they play so mistake-free also. That's just their game. They don't overthink things. They just play their game. They know they're better than everybody else and just do their thing. If they lose that way, like Steph Curry did last year in the playoffs, mm-hmm. the average 35 game, it happens. But, like, those guys are – he's a four-time champion. Jokic is a two-time MVP champion for a reason. Like, these guys play loose. They play fun. That's, like – that's the nature of sports these days. It's about, like, we talk about this creativity, these home run plays from Mahomes, Allen, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, this team has, like, a different style of that. And they keep taking advantage of that stuff more, dude. And, like – and that special talent that they have. Like, that's why I want Tyreek Hill. Like, he's getting tense in these big games. Like, it's not yeah. just him, but, like, Wallow does it. Like, I think Tua's been really good in these games, but he hasn't been good enough. Like, he gets tense in moments and, like, overthinks in these moments. These guys just need to, like, play their best game, not worry about anything else, what the score is, and just, like, whatever happens, happens. If they play their best football, they are so capable. Yeah. I mean, I think it all starts with, you know, Tyreek, and I've been going after him in the last, you know, two weeks on this podcast, but it's like, you know, Tyreek's the leader of this team, right? He's the yeah. best player on this team. Two is also a leader, and there's other guys too. But it's like, you know, if you, if people see Tyreek not lining up right and not mm-hmm. and he's dropping passes that hit him in the hands, that, you know, if I'm a younger guy that's, you know, not as established, I'm like, oh, well, this is, you know, that doesn't make, that doesn't give me confidence. That's like, this is a big moment. Maybe yeah. the moment is too big for the team. We've it's been like, talking about that so much, dude. Yeah, and, and I would like them. Look, all you can do the next five, five, in the next five weeks, it doesn't matter what they do, for me at least. And again, it doesn't matter what I think. Or yeah, what you don't want them to go two and three or three and two, which are not, but. I'm expecting, <laughs> I'm expecting five and on. I've seen people say it, it be, it, no matter what, it's impressive if they win the next five. It's not to me. I think this team has the talent to win a Super Bowl. I think they've had, this is the second year under this head coach, and they just brought in one of the greatest defensive coordinators in the la- over the last decade to you know run this defense, and we brought in a bunch of, you know, we brought in Jalen Ramsey. So they've made moves, David Long, you know, not he's not a top five linebacker. But he's very good, though. No, yeah, so they've brought in the guys. Like, this team has made moves that a Super Bowl team makes. They have the talent that a Super Bowl team has. And I expect them when they're playing five terrible teams over the next five weeks to win all five games. We're not the build. We're not. We're not the freaking. I don't even know the Lions who who will drop a game. Um, we're not. We're not the. You know Seahawks. We're. we're I, I. I hold this to the standard that I look at the Eagles and hold and their fans hold them to, and I look at the mm-hmm. Chiefs and their fans hold them to. I mean the Chiefs. What was the other loss this year? They lost to the Lions. Yeah. The no 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 the other one. They lost to Denver. 
Oh, uh, yeah, so they lost the first divisional matchup in, what, like, eight years? Yeah. And then week one, you know, it's whatever. It's a Thursday night. You just won the Super Bowl. You're hanging a banner. You don't have Travis Kelsey. The Eagles have one loss. Like, I mean, those teams run through awful teams, no problem. Like, of course. Yeah, like, they, that's like, it's like you say, oh, they, they lost to Denver. That was their first loss against Denver since, like, 2016. Yeah. So, it's like, you, and I, I don't see any reason why we can't do that. Um, three of the games are at home. The two that aren't at home are going to be against... Sam Howell, who's terrible, I don't care what anybody says, and Ron Rivera, who shouldn't be coaching football unless it's for um, a Pop Warner team, and uh, <laughs> against Zach Wilson, who shouldn't be playing football unless it's for a CFL team. So I expect to run through these teams in the next five years. But if they win all five by 30, I'm not going to be impressed. Yeah, I agree with you, but, like, we... I, I get it. I, like, we need to play well these next five games. It's not the end of the world. Like, we're going to take care of business. We're going to win these football games. I'm not... Concerned, but like we we get frustrated. I'm 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 not ready to count this team out. I won't do it yet. There's so much more time left in the season. Like we got pissed after a couple of these games because we we hold this team to a standard. Like you were saying before, like you're not comparing us to the six and three or whatever. Like Seahawks who like came out of nowhere last year. They have these rookies who like stepped up. Like the Lions. Like this Dolphins team has like legitimate like established players who have won Super Bowls and played in massive games. Like. We hold them to a standard for a reason. The media holds them to a standard for a reason. That's why they get so much crap, and that's why they get absolutely attacked by the media, by their fan base, by Twitter, all this, because they're held to the standard of where these great teams are. So, like, it's no, like, no more BS. Like, we're not counting this team out. Everybody still knows this team's good. It's like, they have every reason. People are just, like, they're giving people reasons to hate them, but, like, we can't rule them out yet. This team's too talented, too well, good. I'm well, look. You. I'm not counting them out. I'm saying my confidence is a little bit shot. And the reason that they're getting hate on is because they're well, it's they're being held to the high standard, but they're not meeting the high standard. I know. Like you're not gonna like if you if you won the game in Kansas City and Philly, you could be held to a high standard and then still get you know you could meet the high standard, right? Like Philly doesn't get hate from the media because they're they have the best record in football and they beat everybody besides the Jets. Yeah, dude, you have to win those games. You don't have. That's what I'm trying to say. Like these games are big games. or regular season football games. Are six and three. Like yeah, we were saying they need to prove it to themselves and win a game. It's not the end of the world losing to the Eagles on Sunday Night Football in Philly. Like losing to the Chiefs on neutral. It's like yes, you want to win those games. Don't get me wrong. Like. We we need to be with be proven teams and be established teams, but like it's not. I think everybody's making a bigger deal out of it than it really is. After me thinking about it for the past two weeks, because I was really pissed after the Chiefs game, I was saying a bunch of stuff that I, like I'm not impressed. It's a, it's disappointing what happened, but it's just not the end of the world, man. I think it's getting so blown out of proportion. Well, I, look, I'm not saying it's the end of the world, and I've had a chance to step back. I just have not lost sight of the fact that. Like, it's like last year, you know, we, we've got two friends, both named Zach, right? And they're both Cowboys fans. And, like, the last, in 2021 and 2022, I was like, the Cowboys are going to do it this year. Like, this is their year. Both years, they lost the Niners and looked terrible and Dak choked. And I was like, so going into this year, I'm like, look, I'm done with the Cowboys. They fooled me twice. They will not fool me a third time. And it's like, look, the Dolphins aren't the Cowboys yet. They're the Cowboys of the AFC right now. It's just you really don't want to see him get into the bad habits because those are hard to break. It's You're like right. like 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 right. like smoking tobacco is a bad habit. It's hard to stop smoking tobacco. Any habit, any bad habit is hard to break. You don't want to get in the habit of playing terrible every time you play a decent football team. Mm-hmm. And things are going to be really interesting. We're going to find out a lot because the Dolphins actually play the Cowboys in Week 16 this year. So it's going to be a battle of the. Uh, the alleged frauds, and, and we'll see. I think that's the perfect place for the Dolphins to start, you know, 
doing good things. Exactly. I fully expect them to win that game. Like, the Eagles and Chiefs game, like, yes, we say we're expecting the win. We did expect them to win. But, like, those were games that were underdogs. And, like, everybody thought they were losing pretty much. Like, the the Cowboys game, like, I expect us to win that game for sure. But, like, I could get rid of the narrative that we can't beat good teams. Even though the Cowboys, like, I can't listen to the media with the Cowboys anymore. It's the same thing every, every freaking year. year. I know I'm getting, like, off topic now, but, like, Dak Prescott, the first, like, four or five games of the season sucks. And all of a sudden, he plays three good games, and he gets ripped on by me, and all of a sudden, he's the top three quarterback. I know you're a big Dak guy, but, like, this pattern's just so freaking annoying. You're just going to do the same thing as they always do. Well, I won't bet on him in the playoffs. I, I am, I like it's the that. same swing every I, year. I, I like that, but I'm with you. I don't think they're yeah. going to do anything in the playoffs this year. Um, But, again, you know... We were talking about the Chiefs game. It was a bad game. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like... I was more concerned at that game, and I was saying it last week, it was because it wasn't that we lost the game. It was like in 2018 when the Chiefs were losing games, right? They were losing 54-51 to 51 to the yeah. Rams on Monday Night Football. They weren't not catching passes that are easy mm-hmm. to catch and lining up incorrectly. Like, we got ref help that week. Yeah. Like, we... Like, uh, well, look, we're objective. Eagles game, the re- we didn't lose because the refs, but the refs were terrible. Um... The refs helped us out that way. Like it could, it yeah, they did. yeah. Like we, you know, the offense was awful. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. That was not. That was not a twenty-one fourteen football game. No, we didn't lose it. But like people are like, oh, we lost to the Chiefs by one possession. Yeah. We didn't. No, that was and, not one possession. And, and it's like, and I hate when people kind of say like, oh, you know, there's worse. Like, like people are like, we're getting closer. It's like, no. it's like you know, like when LeBron was like, they lost four one to the Mavs or we're four two, and he's like, last time I lost. 4-0 or 4-1, and this time I lost 4-2, and everyone's like, this guy, like, Stephen A was like, this guy's a loser. Like, who says that? It's like, we, like, I, I expect this team to be, or expected this team to be competing for Super Bowl this year. I'm not going to go celebrate the fact that we lost by one possession after the refs called Chris Jones for a joke of a uh, unnecessary roughness, yeah, uh, by one possession, or that we lost the Eagles on the road by only 14 and didn't get blown out. That's a loser mentality. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so, anyway, I think uh, this week um, it's time for the Week 11 Clown of the Week. And, look, there are so many people that could have gotten it in the Buffalo Bills organization. I didn't actually look into who the 12th guy was on the field for the Bills. It obviously could have been that guy. It could be Sean McDermott. It could be the owner for for firing the offensive coordinator because uh, his quarterback doesn't know how to not throw interceptions. Um, but look, Josh Allen, three turnovers. You're the clown of the week. If you turn the football over three times and you know, your defense holds the other team to 22 when the bills or when the Broncos start four drives on your side of the field, um, that makes you the clown of the week if you lose at home. So Josh, you are a clown. You would have a difficult time finding a larger clown than yourself at a street fair or birthday party of a young child. And uh, with that being said, um, let's get into some predictions. So we've got the Raiders this Sunday. Um, look, I, I it's like these game previews aren't even fun for these teams. It's like, what do we, what is there even to say? The Raiders suck. They've Aiden O'Connell. It's like, I, like I could lie and be like, oh, you know, they've got, I mean, I guess it's not a lie. Like Antonio Pierce is their coach and they're getting the, you know, the interim head coach boost that we got from, Dan Campbell uh, back in the day, who was a legend. But, um, yeah, the Raiders suck, and we should beat them by 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like um, score prediction, Dolphins 35-10. to 10. 
Um, the dog. We're gonna we're gonna smoke him. Like you're saying, you're not excited for this game. I don't know. We haven't watched him in two weeks. I'm excited to see them play a team that I like. I want to get. We're 14 point favorites. Like we're gonna win this game, but um, it's a good opportunity for us to like to appreciate again. I think for seeing the show what they're so good at. Like I want them to come out right out the gate and score three touchdowns in the first freaking quarter. Just like why not? Let's just go back to the basics this week. Do our thing. Let's play fun and get back in that mentality. This team just needs to flip the script. If they come out. Sunday and just come out slow and they like do what they did like the Panthers game for example come out like losing by a score or two like come back and when I want that I want a full 60 minute game this team just dominating a team they're way better than let's get them back on track right now man I'm starting Dolphins defense and fantasy football I traded for Waddle like I want some good things coming right now I'm excited it's a good good opportunity for the Dolphins to bounce back and get on track right now that's bold I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 38 to 10, but I do think that we give up a first drive touchdown. You I, do? I do. I think it's... I don't want to deal with that. It's like... Can they not... Dude, dude, look, I don't, I don't want to deal with that either. I'm, I'm just trying to be objective. Um, so other interesting things going on. So just in the, in the broader AFC picture, um, Texans might be division champions. Um, Houston's good, dude. They're fun. They're I don't know. They're not doing anything yet, but Shroud's Shra- Shra- legit. They could win the division. Like they'll, they're they're a fun team. They they have a bright future. But like, um, are they contender? No, right now. But well, I don't think here you finish. No, you go ahead. You go well, ahead. Well, I was saying I don't think they're a contender, but it's it's relevant for the Dolphins because look, I I still think the other thing that the things that have gone on, I think we're going to be the two seed. I think the Chiefs are going to be yeah. the one seed just because we're going to win our next five. I, I would expect us to. I think we'll be eleven and three. Um, and I, I think that we'll win whatever it is, two out of three at the end of the season. I think we find a way to get the two seed, especially, like, if we finish 13-4. and four, I think the Bengals, I would put the Bengals ahead of us right now, because even though even coming off the loss, because when it comes to January, I expect them to be, yeah, I expect them to be their division winners. I think it's hard to say that I would feel more confident objectively about us than I do about them just because they've been there and they've won those big goals. And by the way, this is, so this is a habit thing. It's like whenever Cincinnati plays the Chiefs, they know they can win the game because they've won the game. Exactly. Whatever it is, three times. Right, same with the rest of the world. They know they can win that game. And for us, it's, you know, we're not there yet. It's yeah. like we're questioning, can we win that game? That's a good point, right. Um, But I do think it's – so just looking at, like, who is going to be there, I think the Texans could end up being a team we see in the playoffs – and because the Jaguars, the Jaguars got crowned, and it's unfair to say that all they did was go nine and eight because they ended up beating the Chargers in the playoffs. But they went nine and eight. They won their division. Everyone's like, "Oh, the Jaguars are insane." But like the Dolphins went ten and six in twenty twenty and missed the playoffs. Then t- nine and eight in twenty twenty one and missed the playoffs. The Jaguars just happened to play in the worst division of all time last year, and then they went out and they beat the Chargers. Came back from twenty seven against. Uh, one of the biggest choking QBs in all of football that we sh- uh, were lucky to have not drafted, dodged a bullet with the fifth <laughs> overall pick. Um, but I really don't think they're that good. And and the AFC is really, really deep. Um, I think there's there's only two teams right now with more losses than the Bills with five. I think it's the Titans and the Patriots. But the I really think the only teams I could see us losing to at this point, because I really don't think the Ravens are that good. Um I, I think it's really just us, the Chiefs, and the Bengals. I, I agree, dude. But um, we'll see. I, I think those are the clear best three teams. I don't know. But I think Baltimore is still good. I get what you're saying. Like, they could be a little – you're not sold on them yet. But I don't know. They're, they have a sick defense. Lamar's a superstar. I just don't 
If they're healthy, I think they're extremely capable of winning two or three games in a row in December. Yeah, in December. I mean, what about in January? <laughs> in January and February. I guess. I, I think they need home field. I, I think a lot of things need to go right for them. And look, it happens, but I, I think they're a team that's not built to play from behind at all. You're right. You're right. I mean, like, I think we're better than them. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but um, I'm not, I don't want to count them out either. I still put them in that tier of contenders in the AFC. I hope I'm wrong, but. Yeah, I mean. Like, contenders is hard for me because, look, I don't think – it's one thing to say a team is built to not – is not built to play from behind. I think they're built to play – like, when the Titans went to the AFC Championship. And, like, that's, like, another team. It's, like, they were never going to win the Super Bowl with uh, the idiot ex-quarterback of the Dolphins. But um, I don't think – it's not the Ravens need to play from in front. They need to play with the lead. Because yeah. if you're up by, like, three points, you know, you can't just try running the clock out and kick a field goal. And I, I think it would be, especially, you know, with the Dolphins, the Chiefs, I think the Chargers will probably find a way to get there. Um, even, like, the Texans, who, like, obviously the Ravens are better than the Texans, but, like, these teams who can put up points and put up points quickly, I think the Ravens aren't built to win those types of games. No, they're, they're not. You're right. They want to play a ground-and-pound game, play possession, play clock. But um, we'll see. We'll see, man. Yeah. All right. Final prediction. Um of the uh, of the episode, so we're we're both expecting big victories for the Dolphins this Sunday. Yeah. Um, there's eight games left. Uh, what do you have the Dolphins going in the last eight games? That's question one. Do they win their next five games? And do they? I know your answer is going to be yes. Do they win the AFC East? And what week do they clinch? Um, I think I'm expecting four and one. Like I want to win five. But like I'm just. It's winning five games in, that, in a row in the NFL is just not an easy task. I expect them to win five, but like if they lose one, like at the end of five weeks, they lose one, I'll be like, okay, fine. And that puts them at what? 10 and 4? 10 and 4, yeah. 10 and 4. So then that, how many games? And there's three games from there. So I think we lose one more. I think we're going 12 and 5, the Dolphins, and that's going to end in an AFC championship, which is freaking great, which I've never thought I'd ever be saying those words. We've long ways to go, but I'm expecting 12-5 and five from the Miami Dolphins. All right, understood. I'm going to go. Look, I said my confidence was uh, kind of shot after what happened with the Chiefs game, so uh, with that being said, I've got the Dolphins winning their next eight games, going 13-4, and four, and clinching the AFC East at the end of week 15 with three games left to go in the season. And by the way, one point for you. I have a Jets fan, um, a friend who's a Jets fan. His name starts with an S. And he tells me that the Jets find a way to win one against the Dolphins every year. The Dolphins have won. I looked yesterday. There's like this narrative the Jets always find a way. The Dolphins have won 11 of their last 14 matchups with the Jets. So the Jets have beat them three times, (laughs) dating back to 2016. And the quarterbacks in those three games were Jay Cutler... Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick during the tank, and Skylar Thompson. So they've never beat us with an actual real team and a real quarterback since 2015, and we fired our head coach that year. So I expect to sweep the Jets. Uh, Washington's awful. Yeah, we're not going to lose to the Titans or the Raiders at home. It's unfortunate that uh, Ryan Tannehill won't be out there, but, um, you know, it'll be good for the league when, you know, the league loses a terrible quarterback. That's what Ryan Tannehill is. So, uh <laughs> Jeremy, thanks for coming on. It was great to have you. Yep. Thanks as always, Jack. Let's finish the season strong. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Uh, to those of you who made it to the end, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Fins up.